Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And BJ, it is Friday, September 10th. We are heading into Hall of Fame weekend in the basketball world. Myself and Midas will be there uh, from the figures team, so that'll be fun. But BJ, are you excited for the Hall of Fame? Are you going to watch this weekend? You got former teammate Tony Kukoc going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, a lot of people, first of all, want to say congratulations to all of the this year's inductees. Yeah, a lot of big names. Yeah, Paul Pierce, who's in my fantasy Paul football Pierce. league, he's going in. Yeah, I see you hanging out with stars now. Look at you hanging out with Hall of Famers. <laughs> um, Andre Reed's the best, by the way. We got to get Andre Reed on this show. Oh, that, 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 that'd be uh, great. Love to get him on. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tony Kukoc. I first met Tony in high school, and I uh, played against Tony when I was in uh, a senior in high school. So I've the been, Croatian sensation. Yeah, the the him. waiter. That's what they call him, the waiter. <laughs> Because he'd be serving people. He'd be serving you. <laughs> Tony, uh, cool coach, well-deserved. Rick Adelman. Love. Going to be in play for Rick Adelman for a couple years. Uh, one of the, just just a great, great man. One of the nicest men, person, nicest person I've ever met. Uh, ben Wallace. He said he was shocked. He said he was shocked by, uh, you know, the. the yeah, he, he's so selfless. He's so selfless. You know, I, I he just. He was great. He was one of he he was one of the the best I've ever played for. Just just a great person. And um, him, he he was terrific to play for. Chris Weber, yeah, is getting in. So uh, congratulations, C Web for a lot of kids that are younger. They don't realize how great he was. Uh, not just as was, you know it, with Michigan, uh, you know, but into you know with the Kings and everything like that. So. I mean, I remember him in high school. I mean, he yeah. was. He, he had he had the the he had a gift, right? Besides being a great basketball player, he's a terrific athlete. He just had those hands. Mm-hmm. And before the show, you and I were talking about gifts. He had when I tell you some of the biggest hands. Humble, and Chris just had great hands. He had a great he had a great set, uh, great pair of hands, and he was in, he was an incredible player. The king of the double double. Yeah, I mean, twenty ten. That was just standard for him. That was, that was every it, single it, time it, that you would go to Sports Center, it would show up. You know, after the highlights, you show up like you talk about. And 10. You talk about Tim Duncan; he, he was phenomenal. You talk about Kevin Garnett; phenomenal. You talk about you know Rasheed Wallace was in that era, and all those players. Dirk yep. Nowinski. Well, let me tell you something. Chris Webber was right there. Okay, he was right there. He was an incredible player. He came into this league with a lot of hype. He delivered. As yeah. the as the number one pick, um, and he he played terrific basketball, and um, he's very deserving to be in the Hall of Fame for his entire career, high school, the Fab Five in college, yeah. what he did in the pros. I mean, he was a multiple All Star. You know, he was right there every year, putting up big numbers, big stats. So, um, congratulations to all getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's a, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishment. And it's cool that Jawan Howard is now in Michigan and the Fab Five have reunited. They, they've buried the hatchet. You know, we're in this new 
um, you know, period of uh, the Fab Five where everyone seems to be pretty happy uh, about the whole situation and obviously understand the, the relevance of it all. I saw, you know, C-Webb was talking about how, you know, important that was in his basketball journey. So, that, you know, it's all great to see. And, um, you know, it's a celebration this weekend. We have Howard Garfinkel, who ran the five-star basketball camp, that we're going to be uh, going there. And he's getting in, uh, you know, with, you know, he's going to have uh, three speakers, actually, for him talking about his contributions to the game. Um, so that'll be exciting to, to get that together. BJ, you went to five star, a bunch of people, uh, <laughs> that had played basketball. Hubie Brown is really the leading voice, uh, for five star, but it's going to be a fun weekend and it's always good to, to honor some of these basketball contributors and obviously the, the superstars on the court and, and their journeys. And there's a, a whole bunch of them, um, that are going to be, you know, celebrated this weekend. Coach Larry Brown's going to be there this weekend. Uh, Jay Wright from Villanova is going to get inducted this weekend. So, uh, a lot of old head blue blood coaches are, are going to be there as well, BJ. You know, Basketball I love that as a Carolina royalty. guy. I mean, those are big time yeah. names. So, um, that, I mean, that's great. Now, there's so many contributors to the game, so many people that has made this game what it is today. So, um, like, again, I might tip my hat to all, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, to answer your question, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a look. <laughs> take a peek at the uh, Hall of Fame. And uh, every year this time, I always try to take a look, take a peek. And I'm, I'm always amazed to say, oh, I played with them or I, I, that was, I, he coached me at some point. It's just all of these magnificent people along the way, along your journey that you, you just have recall um, of somehow, some way you've touched these people and they've touched your life in some way. Yeah, my mom always said it's a small world, you know what I mean? It's a very southern thing to say, but it, it feels like that when you talk about this NBA basketball community, you know, there's some sort of tie, a connection, a coach, you know, uh, you randomly played them in high school or you knew, the, you know, them like Chris Webber when you when they were coming up. So mm -hmm. there's always some sort of unique tie when you talk about the basketball yeah, world. So your it, mom it, it's said a it's big a, world, but a small world. Your mom said it's a small world. My mom said it's a cold world. You get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they're both right in their own ways, yeah, you know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> he says it's a cold world, son. <laughs> no blankets, no blankets uh, yeah, either. Yeah, yeah I, did, I didn't understand that. And then, you know, when J. Cole then came you walked out, out, I said, then oh, you walked out. You walked out Detroit. The lyricist. I said, Bob, you have spent bars to me in the oh. in the sixties and the seventies. I didn't know, you know. Yeah, J. Cole was taking your mom's bars, yeah, you know, yeah, turning yeah, turn yeah, it into yeah, a dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she said, send us a cold world <laughs> man it is it is out there but uh you know we're, we're celebrating basketball this weekend so we're very excited about that that's always a good time uh in the nba world we really have nothing uh going on uh that you know it's kind of the calm before the storm bj but i just wanted to ask you what what is uh is this officially the off season are we, are we turning off on the nba right now are we all locking in on football i even see lebron tweeting about football it seems everyone's locked in on the nfl right now well I, nice think the, I think the i think the players you know, officially, unofficially are gearing up for the season, right? I mean, oh, okay. yeah, I, I, I think most of the guys are back now in their respective cities. I think mo most of them now are probably practicing unofficially together and mm. they're gearing up for the season. So, you know, there are a lot of teams this year, Tate, where, you know, a lot of teams who feel they have an opportunity. So I don't think there's really an offseason season. I think most of the guys are ready. I think most of them are getting locked in. And there are a lot of teams out here, Tate, who feel they have a chance. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to just keep saying this all year. I can't recall when I've seen this many teams really feel that they have a chance to win it. It's been a long time. So I, I think most of these teams, you know, they say it's quiet. I don't think it's quiet right now. I think these teams are getting to work because yeah. if you get a slow start now with this play-in stuff and the way that's all going, you could be out. Why take that risk? So you really, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get yourself solidified. You want to get yourself in. But more important, you want to get off to a good start. So I, I think most of these teams are, are, are already there and they may not have the official coaching on the floor. But unofficially, I think these guys are getting after it. Well, I have to bring it up because uh, the Charlotte Hornets, I saw that they were already together scrimmaging. Uh, You know, Puma was there covering it. You got Terry Rozier. You got LaMelo Ball. You got Kelly Oubre, uh, Miles Bridges. You know, you got the young core of the the Charlotte Hornets. I saw that they were already playing together and trying to create some continuity on the court. So that got me excited, BJ, because even as I was talking about the off switch, I I, I saw my young buzz and, and, you know, Michael Jordan's team. Um, you know, so I, I feel like a little bit of energy is there with this group and uh, they're a young group. And like you said, there's a top tier and there's a lot in that top tier that think they're trying to win a title. And then there's a lot of teams that are trying to pull up into that group of, hey, we, we're going to we're not going to be an easy out. And we're trying to you know make sure we're in playoff contention. And the Hornets are one of those teams. So I'm excited. Well, about that. There's a little optimism, optimism in the air with your Charlotte Hornets. There's a little optimism. Finally. Right? Well, I mean, it's been a long well, time, BJ, since you were playing. Let's. That was about the last time we were celebrating. Yeah, but Master P. Yeah, that was a, that was the last time we were we were showing out and selling out. So, uh, but with that comes expectations, mm. and that's what always concerns me: is the optimism <laughs> is is far better than the actual season. You know, well, see, that's already happening with me in Carolina football. We 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 were ranked number ten in the country. Oh, don't BJ. talk to me about that. I've been living this with my whole life with the Lions. I don't want to hear that. At least, you know, you guys have been to the playoffs. We can't well, even get to the playoffs. I, Iowa had a big win week one, so congratulations on that. They blew out Indiana. Yeah, you know, we're we, we're we're rolling up there. You know, the hawk, the black and gold. We're we're rolling up there, and but you know, I I just think. Um, you know, it, it's always tough when you have, you know, now they had coming back with LaMelo Ball as the rookie yeah. of the year. And you're saying. Bringing in Ubre, Yeah. yeah you know, Ro, Rogier is kind of the, the star of this team. You got Gordon Hayward, Hayward as well. You know, yeah. I, 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 I'm always concerned with that because, look, in the end, you know, everyone can't be great. And someone's, and it takes growing pains. So I, I think what I would like to, you know, refer to the Hornets as they're very, they have a very promising group. Mm-hmm. Now, when are they going to- We have hope. Yeah. When are they going to take that potential and promise off their name? Hopefully sooner rather than later. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you something. LaMelo Ball is going to be in the scouting reports this year. The, the sophomore year, that's why they call it the sophomore jinx. Mm-hmm. Because last year, no one knew his game. He didn't play in summer league. No one in the NBA, other than a a pickup game, knew his game. Yeah. And no one knew how it was going to translate to the NBA game. So he just really took the NBA game by storm. Now, he's going to be in the scouting report this year. Make no doubt about it. He might be number one. In I some don't cases. know if he's number one, number two, but let me tell you this. 
LaMelo Ball coming into my arena is no longer LaMelo Ball. It's going to be Rookie of the Year LaMelo Ball. And yeah. now everybody's going to be like, oh, that's the Rookie of the Year? And I'm not saying he's not going to respond to that challenge. But what mm-hmm. I am saying is Tate, he's going to have to have something new in his game that he didn't have a year ago. And that, to me, is going to really have a huge, huge impact on their season. Because last year, he wasn't a starter at this time last year. Mm-mm. No. Okay, Tate, he was not a starter. He was playing off the bench. He was playing great, but he was... So the pressure of being a starter is far different than coming off playing off the bench. And now if things don't go well, it's going to fall right on him. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fall to Rozier. It's not going to fall to Gordon Hayward. It's going to fall right to him. And I hope he responds. Why? Me too. Because it's only one way you can get out of this. You got to win. And that's mm-hmm. what, that to me is what separates, you know, when you say what's the difference between that generation and this generation is that we're just putting these young men in position really to fail because the only way he can survive this is to win. Cause if he doesn't win this year, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? I'm going to say sophomore slump. He's coming back better than ever. Year three. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this game is yeah, it moves quickly. It moves yeah, yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. So it's you, the same it, with Trey Young. You, if, if Trey Young doesn't get the Hawks, you know, back to the conference finals or to the finals, was, then people start saying, "I don't know if he can get him over the, you know, can he get him game to the big moves one?" Moves yeah. rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Keep up. Now, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know where these young players are incredibly gifted. They're incredibly talented. I think they're better athletes and all those. I agree with that. But my big question is, where are they going to learn how to play? They have yeah. they have all these workout guys. Okay, I get it. They got the they got the best workout coaches and all of that stuff. That's great. Everybody's got individual moves. Everybody's got every move imaginable to do in a one-on-one situation. Okay, but where are they going to learn how to play? Where are they going to learn how their leadership style, where are they going to learn about themselves? Where are they going to learn about what it is they can contribute to a team? Where do they learn this stuff? And the only way it works is if you win. Mm. Winning covers a multitude of sins. That's the that's the theme of the day. So someone's not going to win this year, Tate. Yeah, not everybody can win. Yeah. Someone's not going to win. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 for your sake, and I'm just sharing this with you because I've been You're just telling me fans. not to get my hopes up. Yeah, I'm just saying I mean. enjoy the team. I think it's going to take <laughs> some time because- I look, feel like this is you when you were talking to E. Wood about the Lions. That's how I feel right now. I was full of excitement. Like if, you know, I think, I think Charlotte, I think why we're so excited about Charlotte is they, they surpassed all of our expectations from a year ago. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. And they didn't even make the playoffs, but they still exceeded expectations. expectations. (laughs) Now, it takes time to build. It really does. So I think this year, 
let's let this year is really year one of, of, of yes. Lamelo being the starter. Yes. Yeah. Now the the, the the only thing I want for Lamelo this year is I want him to play a full season. Yeah. Let's get eight, at least because eighty games. Because I because ever since I've heard of him, watched him, he's never he's never completed the season. I just want him to complete the season. That's mm-hmm. it. If he completes the season, that to me is a successful season for the Charlotte Hornets. Because now you can build your best ability is availability. You know, he missed some games last year. I don't know. He missed a significant part portion of I mean, he missed a, 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 a it was only 72 games last year, but he missed what? 20, 27. 27 yeah. games. Yeah. Like if he could play a full season this year. To stabilize the situation that he is, he's going to be available, that he's durable, that he could do that. That to me is a huge win. Now the playoffs and all of that—that's just icing on the cake. But I think this year, that to me is the growth I'm looking for with this team. And, and, and it'd be great if they could play some meaningful games like they did last year. But the most important thing is for him to be available to play. Because he's a very talented player, make no doubt about it. I yeah. mean, he's he's got talent, and if you can get that talent to the floor, 80, 81, 82 times a year, consecutively. Now we're cooking. Now you yeah. now now you're cooking in the kitchen. Now you're now yeah. you're cooking because now his talent should be able to to do the rest. It should be able to carry you where you want to get to. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late, to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't. Ever. To the naked eye, trains appear to be further away and moving slower than they are, and they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile. By that time, it's too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is, you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way, and you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV all together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Back to pushing through. Speaking of talent carrying you, uh, you know, where you need to go, let's talk about Ben Simmons because his talent, you know, obviously got him to a position where he's making $33 million, $33 million a year. 
Um, so he he's doing great. Uh, but Shaq and Barkley they went on a podcast. BJ, did you see this news? Uh, and and they were trying to you know cut through. I guess to talk to Ben and uh, Shaq said, you know, you ain't that damn good yet. Uh, you know, basically imploring him that he has to improve his game to be great, but he has the potential to be great. And that's talking about the talent, right? Ben Ben has that talent, and that situation is still, uh, it seems like, uh, still at a standstill. Um, you know, at some level. But I just wanted to get your thoughts because it does seem like your generation is now trying to talk to this. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to encourage him, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. To, you know, to, to get to um, that next level, you know, I'm very careful about, yeah, of course, talking to young people. Cause I, you know, I deal with young people and I, and I hear them and I try to always put myself in their position. So my thing with, with this generation is I talking to, to them and talking to my own son, who's 21 is I want to hear their voice and take, you know, I, I I really feel conflicted about this generation and what they have to go through because mm-hmm. they can't focus. This generation, like when I watch you guys, and I you know I'm around young people all the time. You guys live in a world of distractions. <laughs> like I take for example, if I call my son right now, he won't pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. If I text him, he will text me right back. <laughs> so I'm like, son, why, why, why you won't pick up the phone? He's like, dad, I was doing something. Yeah. And if he's on the phone, uh, can't, can't do he, stuff. He, he can text you and keep doing other things. Okay. I get it. Your generation is incredibly distracted. <laughs> That's a good and way to put I, it. It, it. This is what it is. I'm just, I observe you all. I just observe because I was like, <laughs> how would I do It's easy for me to get on and say what Ben Simmons needs to do. But you know what's much more challenging for me at my age? Is to say, okay, how would I handle this situation knowing what I know now? Because mm-hmm. if I was in your shoes right now, I would just try to figure out how not to be distracted. If I could just not be distracted in this generation, you could be great at anything. Mm -hmm. Like if Ben Simmons wasn't distracted, he would perhaps be the best basketball player in the NBA right now. Yeah. If he just wasn't distracted. He could be like, he could be doing what Giannis is doing. He's just distracted right now. Like it's easy for me to say he's not that good. Well, no, that kid has talent. Make no doubt about that. (laughs) He's gifted. Oh, he's got all the gifts. He got all the gifts. And here's what. And here's what. Here's how I know he's that's distracted. Why we, that's why the Sixers aren't trading here's him for nobody. Here's how I know he's distracted. And our friend Midas, who's from Philadelphia, how do you have a jump shot in the summer, but you don't have a jump shot during the season? Because in the Kyle's summertime, way. he's yeah. shooting threes like you're like that's a nice looking shot. But what happens where that same jump shot in the summer? He, and we've seen it like four summers straight at this point. And, and, but when the season comes, he won't even shoot a layup. He's distracted with something. He's just distracted. It, this, this isn't like a. This isn't like he he doesn't have the talent to shoot it. It's not like he he doesn't have a good looking shot. He's just distracted right now. So. Mm. The thing I want to encourage this generation 
and I and encourage my my son, my own, because I, I look at those kids as like my own kids. Like, you know, I'm like, it's easy for me to just tell you, oh, son, you're not really that good. Eh, okay. <laughs> well, if I was in this generation, I probably would be distracted too. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of things to distract you. Some of yeah, them are Instagram, good. Some of them yeah. are some of these things. I'm like, God, I wish I could experience this as a youth because right now there's some things that I want to be distracted with if I was young. <laughs> okay, but that's another conversation. <laughs> but if I look at Ben, I, the, the one thing I want to encourage Ben is Ben. Great name, by the way, because I'm Ben too. So great name <laughs> is to do the following. Just find your voice. Like, be able to articulate what it is you do. Like, who you want to be. Like, I asked my son, okay, if you don't want to hear what your dad has to say, which is fine, tell me what you want to say so we could do that too. <laughs> What's your voice? Ben, if you tell me right now you don't want to shoot and you just want to be a... A facilitator. Tell me that then. <laughs> and I can I can make the offense around a guy who can facilitate. So I'm gonna tell him what I tell my own son. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Articulate. Find your voice. Ben. What here's the thing that we're all saying, and I'm not gonna say this. I see a guy who should be the best player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. If he's not the best player, he should be a top five guy for sure. For sure, based on the gifts. I see a guy who should be a top five guy. He's got the size, the strength, the basketball feel, left hand, right hand, fast, quick. He's got it all. Yep. I see a guy who should be every year in the MVP conversation. The guy should average somewhere near a triple-double, if not a triple-double every year. Mm -hmm. On an off day. 15, 10, and 8 should be like, oh, he had a bad game. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So. Which he, he's had periods where it's like that. So now I want Ben to say, who you want to be? Just tell me who you want to be, and then I'm okay with that. If you tell me you don't want to shoot, just tell me so I can say, we're not going to ask Ben to shoot. He's just going to get us 8 assists, 10 rebounds, and if he gets us 10 points, great. And then let's build a team around that and move on. But what I can't do is I keep seeing this incredibly gifted player. And I want him to be something that maybe he doesn't want to be. Mm -hmm. This man has everything you could want in a basketball player. If you're building a basketball player, you go, what is he, 6'10"? Yeah. Pass it. Strong, he's fast, he can defend multiple positions. Got touch. Right hand, left hand. I, I mean, what else you want? Like, so. He plays point guard, for God's sake. I sakes. just want him and to find his voice. Yes, I just want him yeah. to find his voice. Be comfortable in his own skin. But tell us who you want to be. Just communicate with me. Communication mm -hmm. leads to cooperation. That's yeah. what I tell Don't my talk to the media. Don't don't. If you don't, don't want to talk stories. to the media, we can figure that out too. Yeah, you don't. We don't need you to talk to us. If you don't want to average twenty points, we can figure <laughs> that out. We can figure. We can figure out with your talent. We can figure it out. If you yeah. want to average twenty points, we can figure that out too. 
<laughs> but I think it's time now for him to come out of his shell and be the best version of Ben Simmons. Like, those guys, when you're talking about Shaq and Kobe, I don't know what they, I mean, Shaq and, and Charles, I don't know what they said. And it doesn't really matter, right? You know, I don't want to be the old guy. I'm determined not to be the old guy on the lawn. I want these new guys, I want these young guys to win. I want these guys to be better than the previous generation because they have better training, they have better equipment, they got better everything. In saying they have the things that's better, some things never change. Competition never change. And whatever they said, Charles and Shaq, they're right. <laughs> you know why they're right? It's because you know what? They both had the talent. And they both yeah. had to make a choice in their life whether they were going to do it or not. I remember when Shaq first came in the league. I remember when he first came in the league. And I remember the first time I played against Shaq. I was like, God, I hope he never finds out how good he could be. Why? Because if he ever found out how good he could be, I knew he was going to be a he was going to be a major problem. <laughs> So when he was rapping and doing the other things, I was like, okay, good for him. Just keep, you keep doing that. I was buying the albums just so he could, <laughs> so he could go platinum. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to make him go platinum. Yeah, yeah. You go platinum and you just keep doing that, Shaq. You know, you keep doing the Shaq food thing. Yeah, make Kazam. Yeah, stay. Because if he, once he figured that out, it was over. Yeah. Now, Ben Simmons, once you figure it out, it's going to be over. So Shaq is telling him the truth. It may not be one of what Ben Simmons wants to hear right now. Charles Barkley. Once Charles figured out how to get himself in the proper conditioning, he was MVP of this league. Mm -hmm. The round mound of rebound. Everybody knew Charles had talent. But everybody knew that Charles was never in condition to get to the talent. <laughs> but once he did. He was the MVP. And the favorites to beat, you know, to beat the Bulls going into the 93 finals. This is now, Ben. However you want to hear it. I don't care if you hear who you hear from. That's what they're saying. That's what I mean. I, I think the headlines are actually, they, they do it disservice because they are imploring him to tap yeah, into that talent. That's what they're saying. This man has all of the talent. Shaq, when I'm telling you, the man had every physical gift you could ask. Shaq was fast. He was strong. He was quick. He had huge hands, soft touch, powerful, da-da-da, Charles Barkley. He just was a, a unique athlete. And once yeah. he got his body in the proper conditioning, he was MVP of this league, and he only stood about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, max. That's how talented he was. Everyone knew he was talented at, at Auburn. Everyone knew he was talented when he first got to the Sixers. It was just a matter of him saying, oh, I could do this. And once he did it, as they say, the rest was history. That's all we're saying, and, Ben. And you can hear And guess it. what? Dr. J and Moses Malone oh. got on him to okay. be that guy. And all I'm saying is... <laughs> it passes down. I, I'm watching you all in this generation. Y'all just incredibly distracted. Yeah. 
Y'all just, y'all just incredibly distracted. You know, I feel distracted. You know, like Tate, you are the most amazing person to me, because when I do go on the Instagram, it's always everything is like, how's it liked by Tate? I'm like, when did this guy have time to like all of these photos? Like, I'm like amazed. You talk to me, you call me, you do the podcast with me, and then I'm like, when does he find time to eat, sleep, and do all the other things? I know you dating, you're doing all this other stuff, and then you liking all the photos. I'm like, this man got more than 24 hours? Like, I'm I'm like a, I'm I'm in I'm in shock. I'm like, wow. Like, I don't have time to do anything. I just do it for like 10 minutes, you know, just to see what's going on. So I can pretend like, you know, when we talk, like I got something. Like every photo Tate is liked. I'm like, when does this guy find this time? Like, wait, wait, do you not oh, sleep? Man. I'm like, how does he do this? So Yeah. Distracted is the right word. Yeah. That's what it is. It, it once Ben figures that out, whenever it is, it's like my son. I, I'm just gonna wait him out. I know he's just distracted right now. He, I had to call. We were supposed to go on a walk this morning. True story. I call him to say, okay, let's go. We we're gonna go on a nice little hike, little father son hike. Couldn't get him. I text him 30 minutes. He's like, where you at? I was like, I've been calling you for the last 30 minutes. He was like, oh, I was doing something. And he said it with like conviction. Like he didn't say like, oh, damn, my bad. He was like, oh, I was doing something. Just if you need me, text me. I was like, but son, I've been calling you for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> but Distracted. I, I, Tate, I get it, though. He was like, oh, I was doing something. I was like, you couldn't pick up the phone, but you can see the text. That's what really gets me, too. It's got a buzz, right? Yeah. The the ring the you talking about the you the phone call the phone, the phone call. calls. It's got a ring. Nah, or do he something. might be hitting the he might be hitting the side. You know, make it go silent. I, I don't know, but again, <laughs> that's all I want to say about Ben Simmons. I'm just gonna wait him out. The the man's yeah. talent is gonna come to the forefront. Well, and that's what the Sixers are doing. They're gonna wait him out. Yeah, you know, I, I, it it appears to be that they've reached a level of no return. That's what it appears to me. You know, if I could just state my little observation for whatever it's worth, I think it's inevitable that he probably will be moved. Um, I think it'll be incredibly difficult to coach him now. I think it's going to be very, really hard for that to happen. To get him back into the locker room. Well, just to get him back into the the right mind frame, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's probably best for them all to probably move on at this point. That's what it seems to be. Um, at least from my vantage point. But but, you're, but but as we've talked about on the show, we have to wait for that disgruntled star, and that might take, you know, time. Yeah, that may to, take, to that may take who, time. But I, I, I don't see I don't see at this point how uh, how they can repair that. I, I really don't. You know, like again, when I when I see in our generation, like it's it's, it's really funny, you know, because now I, I I'm just I just feel like as I'm watching the game, I'm just in a, I'm in a huge like lifelong learning mode, right? And our generation, I, I don't want to sound cold, but it's the truth. Like I really didn't care if the coach liked me or not. And he didn't really care if I liked him or not. We had a job to do. We did our jobs and we were what we call professionals. Like, yeah, it's a job. It's a job. Like, I don't want to sound yeah. like it was cold, but that's all it was. It is, you know what I mean? Like, like I didn't have to like the coach. The coach didn't have to like me. I respected him. He respected me. We gave each other our space and we figured out how to, in between the lines, we did our jobs and we moved on. Somehow over the last 20 years, that's changed where 
everybody's got to be everybody's got to be likable. Everybody's got to be like, I gotta like you. You gotta like me. We gotta see, we gotta hold hands, and that wasn't the case. I don't think you can coach a kid today, especially a star player, and not have that type of relationship with them. Back then, you could. You yeah. could be a star player and you guys could not see the eye to eye. But as long as he was fair with you and you were fair with him, you figured it out. I don't think that's possible to do it in today's game because of the age. Like the, the one thing that, that, that I definitely see with the players today is that where can they learn how to be great? I know they want to be great, but where can they learn to be great? Because you're not going to learn it with a workout coach. No, and nothing that, and against that's why the LeBron, workout coaches. Yeah, no, but that's why LeBron went to Miami. That's why KD went you, to the Warriors. Yes. You're not going to you're not going to yeah. be great working out on a one on one setting. You're not going to learn how to be great over the summer. You, you, you can only do that in the game. You can only do that with a master teacher of the game of basketball. Okay, a master teacher. Okay, more times than not, that guy will probably be a Hall of Fame coach or a or a future Hall of Fame coach. That's the only place you can learn it. You got to learn that playing the game. And where are these guys going to learn that? Incredibly talented players, but where can they actually go to this master class or this level to learn how to be the best version of themselves? And that's my biggest concern moving forward is there's no place for these kids to, to be that there's no place for them to learn, to be great. And that's why they're all going to individual workout coaches. And that's the way the, that's why the game is the way it is now. It's like just isolation basketball. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just, it, and, and, and I'm just, this is just an observation. This isn't my yeah. opinion. This is just me observing the game because I want to be a life learner. I want to just continue to learn. And like, God, like I, I keep looking at Ben Simmons. I'm going, man, this guy's got it all. Like, like no one's connected with him. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, how can this guy with this much talent have not connected with anyone? Yeah. In a basketball sense at that, that level. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 you mean to tell me that no coach can connect with him? Like, this guy has everything a coach wants. Like, like what's going on here? Like, yeah, like he plays defense, passes the ball, rebounds the ball. He does it all. Like, what's what's the problem get him, here? Get him to New York. Get him to Tibbs. Might might have just gave the biggest sheesh of all time. Man, was, it was just you know a joke. What? It was just a joke. I, I'm gonna say. This. I would love to. See, I would love to this. see Tibbs's thoughts on his. I must say this. approach to the game. You know, when you play in, the, you, know, <laughs> you know, I'd love to see Tom Thibodeau I'm say, say "Welcome, to, the, say welcome to practice." If you think it's tough playing in Philadelphia, <laughs> you, you you really want to know what, how tough it would be to do that in New York. Because yeah, you, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. So you know, let, let's just. Hopefully it'll work itself out. 
I think it will. I think it will. I I, I hope I hope that he figures out a way to stay. I, don't, I I hope that they work it out. But like you know, we've talked about it. It might be too far gone. Um, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Again, it's Hall, it's Hall of Fame weekend. Shout out to Ben Wallace. I forgot to mention Ben Wallace going to the Hall of Fame. Ben, uh, ben, a Detroit Piston legend. Ben, how about that? How how about this? We're talking about a guy who we want to shoot and Ben Simmons. And then we're talking about a guy who didn't shoot and Ben yeah, Wallace. Just dunked. And he's a Hall of Fame player. And that's what mm-hmm. I mean. Ben Wallace found his voice. And a defensive voice. player of the year, he, like Ben wants to be. He found his voice. I, this is a game of expression. Like that, That's all I want for these young players is to express themselves. But... Hey, I, like what I really want, and I'm going to say this and then we can go. <laughs> All I want for Ben Simmons is to do the following. Him and Doc, just call Doc up and say, Doc, let's grab a bite. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's just talk. Ben Simmons has a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Who I who know, know, I who know knows? Doc. I know Doc. Doc, yeah. I know wants the best for Ben Simmons. Okay. You have a Hall of Fame coach. He's a Hall of Fame talent playing next to a Hall of Fame center. A Hall of Fame center. And and potentially, if he's healthy, the best player in in the the NBA. NBA. Now, (laughs) when he looks back on his career, you're not going to get better than you have a Hall of Fame coach. You have a Hall of Fame. You have a player who, without question, is a top five player in the NBA when he's healthy. Don't look no back question. on your career, coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta. All of this. Because it, it, it's, take advantage of the situation. Be present. Don't be distracted. But they, 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 they get distracted. This, is, this, they get, this generation gets distracted. It's, maybe Doc is just texting. Maybe Doc is trying to call him. Maybe that's what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doc should just send a that's text. That's all I want. And I think for Ben Simmons... To hear from Doc, and if Doc, if they can't work that out in an afternoon, you know, at a nice little restaurant there in Philly, a little cheesesteak, if they can't figure that out, then move on. But at least be able to look at each other. At least see what's up. At At least least check in. At least try, because I think that's, that's important for Ben. That's an important step for him, whether it works out in Philly or not, because no matter where he goes, he, with his talent, is going to be looked at as the leader or one of the leaders of the team. So it's important for him to take this leadership role. Call up Doc and say, Doc, here's what I, this is how I think I can best be utilized. And I guarantee you what Doc will say, okay, if that's what you're going to give me, then that's what we're going to do. And then go from there. Go from there because you have this opportunity that these situations don't come around. Okay, so he goes to another team. Like, okay, what's going to happen with the other team? Like, you're not going to have a, a, another player that compliments you as well as ben You're not Simpson. the one seed in the East or the Western Conference. That's for sure. Yeah. Wherever he goes. goes. So, exactly. You know, I mean, so I just think it, it would be good for him. I think it would be good for his him finding his voice 
but more importantly for him finding out who he really is and who he really wants to be. He may not yeah. want to be a star. That's okay too. But just say it. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, don't beat around the bush. Because just, just, all of us just, here, here on this show, we all see a star. Yeah. We all we we all want Ben Simmons. I see a superstar. We see a super <laughs> superstar. That's what we see. Now, maybe Ben doesn't want to be that superstar. Just tell us though. Mm-hmm. And tell yourself. Tell everybody. And then I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But I just want I and and I just want these young people to find their voice. Because as a father of a 21-year-old, he ain't gonna listen to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's distracted. Yeah. My son's distracted. I know he's distracted. I'm distracted. Tay, I don't know when you find the time to do all this stuff. <laughs> I don't. I'm amazed. I, I really am. I, I mean, I'm just telling you this for the first time on air, but I am I'm really amazed. Like, I don't know how many pictures you like on Instagram a day. But I'm really, I'm like impressed. Like, I don't know when you find the time to do it. Like, I don't know. Maybe you're doing it right now. I'm just, scroll, I'm just scrolling, uh, you know, freaking myself out as I think about all the things I, I got to do. So I have no know. idea when you find the time to do but it. But I'm checking in with the people, you know. I'm giving them love. We got to share love. And it's way. like the most random But I also got to stop being distracted. Like, like, like. <laughs> I was I was I was listening to comments freestyle on the LA Leakers the other day, and I saw yeah, you like it, that. and I saw you like it. I was like, what "Well, might have showed me, might have showed me." Yeah, that. I was like, "What did Tate find the time to do that?" So you know what I mean? I was like, "It was fire." It was like it was like midnight last night. I'm just kind of like winding down, and all of a sudden, I was like, "God, how did Tate?" LA Leakers. So I love LA Leakers. Oh man, that was great. J J Cole killed LA Leakers not too long ago. Man, comment crushed it yesterday. Yeah, he did. Common crushed it, you know. So that's the comment that I knew in Chicago. Oof. Ooh, that was common sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was, ooh. Yeah, if he would have done something on Donda, that would have been, those would have been the best bars on the whole album. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there because you know what? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to go there. You know, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to keep shining. I'm going to just keep shining. I want to see yeah, these gotta, young people win. I just want to see them win. Me too. I want to see uh, them win, Tate. I got a new goal. I want to help the new greatest player of all time. That's what that's and I want him to come right here on pushing through. I don't know where he's gonna come from, but we we have the formula. Yeah. But we we just don't have the talent. Yeah, we don't have the gifts. Cause Tate, I, yeah, we, we, cause Tate, I, I you, can tell you this. Thank goodness I didn't have any. Yes. Thank goodness I didn't have any talent. Just thank goodness if I didn't have any. It would it would have been rough. Oh, it would have been, been it would have been rough. It would have been rough a lot, especially myself. Woo. Yeah, been, it would have been rough. Well, I mean, we had D. I mean, you had D. Rose. I mean, D. D. Rose was he was he was climbing the path. Oh you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. He, he was climbing. We the know mountain. what to do, Tate. We know what to do, but it takes talent to do it. And it takes a little bit of luck too. I mean, you takes know, a little. You, it takes a little luck. It takes a little. Yeah. But I, but I, take, I, I, you gotta I, have the talent. I, I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what this player gonna look like. I'm gonna tell you what this player gonna look like to you. I think he might look like number 34 in Milwaukee, but I want to hear who you think it is. 34 is close. <laughs> 30, 34 30, is doing something I, I've never seen 34 before. 34 is close. <laughs> yeah. 34 is close. Thirty-four is close. He 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 
he's close to almost the the perfect. I think the 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 next is going to be thirty four. Like Common said, I'm gonna keep it a buck fifty. Like Giannis, <laughs> that's a bar. That's a bar. <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna keep that it was a hard. buck fifty. Okay, that was the best Giannis bar of all the bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> when you are the greatest player, you have to have a signature. Go to move that really like the hook shot, like just really just like okay, this is my staple, and everything else is a counter. Giannis is so interesting because Giannis doesn't have a staple, no, he's freelancing. Giannis is just like an anomaly, he's like an anomaly in the matrix, like. He's summoning up the great because the greatest players have a staple. So I think the greatest player, he will be around 7 1. Mm-hmm. He will have a, when I tell you, an offensive repertoire because he will be able to play the game however it needs to be played. So imagine Jordan at 7 1, not 6 6, at 7 1. Because you have to be able to affect the game in so many directions if you're going to dominate the game, right? You got to be able to dominate the game now on the defensive end. So you got to be able to rim protect. You got to be able to switch. You have to be able to guard little guys. You got to be able to guard the big guys. But offensively, you got to be able to play from the three spots. You got to be able to hit that three ball now because that Mm. three ball is here to stay. It's here. You got to be able to consistently make three to four to five threes per night if you're going to be the best player. Like Brooke Lopez. Right. That's what this person has okay. to be able to do. Well, he's going to be able to have to do it. He's going to have to be able to get to that mid-range because that's how you close the game out. If it's one thing we've learned about the game now is as much as we say the three ball and all those other things, if you want to close the game out, you got to be able to do it from the mid-range. That's yeah, which we saw only, with Kawhi Leonard in 2019. You saw Chris Middleton this year. Yeah, we saw Devin Booker, you Chris saw Giannis, Paul. You saw Giannis. Giannis. Okay, yep. so if you're going to close the game out, and then I don't care what they say about the bigs, you better get that ball on that box to that basket as close as you can. That's never going to change, okay? And when you are a guard, and the reason I think it's difficult for a guard is because when you're a guard, as you lose your speed and quickness, you go further and further away from the from the basket. So I think this guy is going to be about 7-1. He's going to play somewhat like Giannis, but he's going to have a back-to-the-basket game like a Jokic or a Joel mm. Embiid or someone like mm. that. Okay? And he's going to be able to dribble this ball. Dribbling is without – dribbling is the one thing that you have to have that's different than the previous generation because all of the great players in that's ever played have all been able to get from A to B with the dribble. Okay. If you can't dribble the ball, I don't, I think it's going to be very difficult for you to be a great, great player, especially today. So Giannis, I think is close, probably the closest, but I think it's going to continue to evolve. And when we see that player, Tate, you and I, we're just going to sit back and watch. Yeah. 
I hope he's from America, but I mean, well, it's, at this it's, rate, I think it's going to be tough. I think I think that's going to yeah. be tough. That's how I feel. I feel like it's, it's, it's destined to be an international player. It, it, yeah. I think I think that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because of the way the way we play. There's no place for this player to develop to be that player. You know, that's why maybe I love from the, the Bahamas. Yeah, you know that's know why I, mean? I love the maybe it, it could be like a Tim Duncan type talent. Well, you, 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 Tim Duncan showed you, you know, but Tim Duncan can't dribble as well as Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Tim Duncan probably can't shoot the three ball as well as Jokic. Well, mm-hmm. probably even Joel Embiid. But I think this player is going to be, you, you You see like, man, if he could play defensively, I might want him to be like Tim Duncan. Okay, but offensively, you might want him to be more like a king. Mm-hmm. But I want him to be able to play full court like a Giannis. Mm-hmm. I want him to have the, the, the power and the strength like a Shaq. So, somebody's gonna put all this together. Somebody's gonna put all this together, and when you see it, we will be in for a treat. We'll, we'll, we'll be in for a real treat because it's gonna be like something. Bill Russell could be in trouble. I don't think I don't know if anyone will ever break eleven titles, but if we find I, I, something I think like somebody, that, I think somebody could. I think somebody could today, and the reason I say that today is because of the inexperience of the players. Mm-hmm. The, the, these players are incredibly inexperienced. It's, it kind of reminds me of like when you have a, a expansion, like the expansion draft, because you have so many players that are like four or five years and under. Like you look at the Charlotte Hornets, right? You take Gordon Hayward and these guys, a couple of those guys off the team, they're basically first and second year players <laughs> on their entire roster. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I at least, least four years and under. For yeah, pretty much I, I think yeah. I think I think somebody could do it. Take, I really do. I think a player could come in, like I, but I think it's going to require this player to take the Tim Duncan route. Like, take instead of coming to the NBA in your first one year or two years, if they could stay someplace and then come to the NBA and be ready to win right out of the gate, like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and those guys, you know, if they could come in and win right out of the gate. I mean, think about this. Magic Johnson, I think, went to the finals eight out of his first 10 years. Yeah. Okay. If you could get to the finals and win, let's say, half of it. Let's say you get there six times, you win three or four of them. Then I think now you got the chance to be the greatest. Mm. You, but, you know, Michael took his first seven, eight years, you know, he was still figuring it out. So this is what I, I think it's possible. And especially today, because of the inexperience of the of the players and the inexperience of the teams. So, like Brooklyn's just putting together their team on the fly. Yeah, the Lakers are putting together their team on the fly. That was unheard of in our generation. Okay, these guys just get together for a year. Okay, well, we'll see how they're going to be in two or three years, but they're not going to win it in year one. That's the level of inexperience. Now, now it's an expectation. Now, it, this is what I'm saying. This is why I think it's possible. Because of the inexperience of the teams and the players and how you build a roster. If a player can come in that's fully polished and developed and win a championship in his first, let's say, three or four years, I think this player has the chance. Because in the heart of his career, he should dominate from like year four to 12. He should just totally, he should have an eight year run where he wins four or five championships. Mm. And I think it's possible. Why? Because how else can you build a team? You can't build a team through the draft and expect to win in the first 
three to five years. Yeah. And the only way they're building them now is disgruntled players going to play with other disgruntled players. So I think it's possible. I really do. And I think Giannis might be the player. He might be the one to do it. Giannis, I think, can go on a run here. Because he's the he's him, Luca. You want Jokic, Jokic? Embiid. Yeah, th- th- those are and the AD. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah, AD. But AD, uh, you know, I don't know where AD's <laughs> gonna be five years from now. Yeah, no. Yeah, I agree. So I'm saying, like, I I think Jok if 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 Giannis can win one in the next couple of years, another one. He might, he might do it. Yeah, I like it. All right, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Win in water, my friend. We be- <laughs> we got to make waves. We will see you uh, early next week, the Hall of Fame this weekend. Tune in. Enjoy it. We will be there, myself and Midas. And, uh, again, we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>